Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. You know, life can be such a grind at times, and so we're here sharing God's Word with you to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the host of the Grind It Podcast, the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. I just want to ask you a question to start off uh, today's podcast. Do you find yourself trying to please people yet... Despite everything that you do, it really doesn't work. I mean, can we really please everybody? Can we really make everybody happy? Because we have these ideas and these thoughts that, you know, we want people to like us. We, we want to make people uh, happy. Uh, we, we, we don't want people to um, not like us, to hate us or whatever. Um, and... I've entitled today's podcast, Haters, you're going to have them. It's just the facts of life, and and, and I'll show you that here in, in just a second. But <clears throat> I was thinking when I was uh, studying for this podcast and, and, and typing out these notes, I was thinking back to my childhood and how um, I, I, I could not stand for somebody to, to criticize me. And if they did, I, I, I tried to criticize to uh, correct whatever they criticized me for or I, I, I tried to prove to these people that that I am better than their criticism that I am not that person that they were criticizing me uh, to be um, and I, I really spent most of my childhood and, and part of my adult life trying to hush the haters if you will to, to prove to them that I'm I'm not what they criticized me to be um if if you've ever been in any kind of church work um you'll understand especially if you're the preacher or an elder any kind of leader really in the church um but if you've been a pastor or um a a preacher in a church you know that however many how however many people attend that church that you work with that's the number of bosses if you will that you have and every boss every person in your church has their own opinions and I learned a huge lesson really in the past 15 years maybe 10 15 years that you cannot you absolutely cannot please everybody no matter how hard you try no matter what you do, you cannot please every single person. Everybody has their own perception of you, and they have many, many, many opinions about you. And guess what? Not all their opinions are good. When I started getting serious about studying the Bible, I learned that Jesus himself could not please everybody. And Jesus was perfect. He never did anything wrong. He he always helped people. He always were was meeting other people's needs. He was constantly putting other people before himself. That's what he did. He was the most caring, the most compassionate person that has ever walked this earth, and yet Jesus himself had haters. 
Have you ever heard, don't be a hater? A hater is a person who, this is according to the dictionary, a hater is a person who greatly dislikes a specified person or a thing. A negative or critical person. So no matter how hard you try, no matter what you do, as I just said, just know without a shadow of a doubt that you're going to have haters and nothing that you do, nothing that you say will ever convince them otherwise. Nothing will change their mind about you. So here's a tip. Don't waste your time on a hater. Listen to what Jesus says about John the baptizer and himself in Matthew chapter 11, verses 16 through 19. He says, to what can I compare this generation? He's talking about the generation when he was walking the earth. He says, to what can I compare this generation? It's like children playing a game in the public square. They complain to their friends saying, we played wedding songs and you didn't dance. So we played funeral songs and you didn't mourn. For John didn't spend his time eating and drinking, and you say he possess, he's possessed by a demon. The Son of Man, talking about Jesus, talking about himself, the Son of Man, on the other hand, feasts and drinks, and you say he's a glutton and a drunkard, and a friend of tax collectors and other sinners. But wisdom is shown to be right by its results. Now you think about John the Baptist. He's out there. He's living in the wilderness. He has dedicated his whole life to God's service. He was to prepare the way for the Messiah. And he did exactly that. He's out there preaching the kingdom of the God. The uh, preaching the kingdom of God is at hand. He's telling people to repent of their sins. He, he's baptizing people for the remission of their sins. And yet John the Baptizer, Jesus said, had haters. Despite all the miracles, despite healing every sick person that came to Jesus, and we've we've covered 10 and, well, now 11 chapters of Matthew, and it's just miracle after miracle, person after person coming to Jesus who was sick, who had demons. Despite Jesus healing every person that came to him with a sickness, despite casting every demon out of the people who came to him uh, that, that had uh, demons, despite even raising dead people back to life, Jesus had haters. So just know, just accept the fact that despite all the good things you do for people, despite all the good things you do for the Lord, you're going to have haters. So my advice to you is to just keep doing you. You keep on being compassionate. You keep on being kind to others. You, you keep showing love to others. Even, even show that stuff to your haters. Just continue to be a blessing to other people because there's, we have an audience of one. And the only one that matters is Jesus Christ and what he thinks about us. And he says, you're washed in my blood. You're full of my spirit. And I am working through you. You keep allowing Jesus to work through you and to be Jesus to those people that are around you despite the haters. John the Baptist had haters. Jesus had haters. 
you're going to have haters. In fact, Jesus said, you're going to be hated because of me. And, and the sad thing about it is, it's, it could be people that you go to church with. It could be people that worship the same Savior that you worship at the same time you do in the same building. And they may not even like you. Um, after making these comments about the haters, Jesus begins to denounce these towns where he had worked a lot of miracles, and yet the people didn't believe in him. Uh, he had worked miracle after miracle after miracle, and, uh, and, and he says, you, you know, I've done all this stuff, and yet you continue not to believe. And it would be better for, uh, he, would, he would announce these other towns like Sodom and Gomorrah. He, he would say, like Capernaum, you know, I've been to Capernaum, and I've done all these miracles. You didn't believe, so it, it would have been, if, if these miracles would have been done in Sodom and Gomorrah, they would still exist. But they were done in Capernaum, so uh, Sodom and Gomorrah is gone. They've been wiped off the face of the earth because of their sinful nature in the Old Testament. And Jesus is saying, if they would have seen the miracles that you've seen, they would still be around. But you've seen the miracles, and, and, and you don't believe. So it's going to be a whole lot worse for you in the day of judgment than it will be for Sodom and Gomorrah. And he names some other towns uh, in those verses. But at the end of chapter 11, to finish up chapter 11, he says that... Um, he, he is going to give a prayer of, of thanksgiving is the way it's titled in my Bible for chapter, this end of chapter 11. And I just want to read that prayer to you and, and, and talk about it just for a second. Matthew says, at that time Jesus prayed this prayer. This is after uh, talking about John the Baptist, talking about having fear and doubt um, because he's in prison and he's not, you know, he, he doesn't know if he's going to, see the light of day again so you know he sends his disciples out to jesus to make sure that he is the messiah and we covered that in the previous podcast and uh and jesus uh discussing about the haters if you will that john the baptist has and or john the baptizer and that jesus has and, and now he's talking to these cities about these cities that did not believe in him and how it's going to be uh worse for them in the day of judgment he's gonna he's gonna switch gears if you will and offer this prayer of thanksgiving to the father it says jesus says oh father lord of heaven and earth thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever and for revealing them to the childlike yes father it pleased you to do it this way you think about you think about wise and clever people we think we know it all when you're wise and you're clever you know and you're older older people are set in their ways it's hard to convince them of anything different and, and here are these people they've had the old testament system for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years they've had this covenant that god made with abraham about circumcision and now Here's Jesus, and he's you know he's like you know I know Moses said this, I know the law says this, but I say to you, and saying that I'm greater than the law. I, matter of fact, I wrote the law. I'm greater than the Sabbath. And you got these uh, these people who are set in their ways. They're older, they're wiser, they're clever. And it, 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 when people are like that, it's hard to get them to change their mind. It, it's uh, you can you can 
Jesus has showed all of this evidence that he is the Messiah. He has done all these miracles, and yet these people continue not to believe. They just continue to reject him and his message that the kingdom of God is here. Because he doesn't look the part. They have this preconceived idea of what the Messiah is going to be like and who the Messiah is going to be and how he's going to bring them back to power again, that he's going to deliver them from this Roman oppression. And Jesus says these wise and these clever people, it's like God has hid these things from them because they, they just can't see it. And 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 he says, God, you God uh, Father, you have revealed them to the childlike. And and you think about children. Um you can we know that the sky is blue, right? On on a clear sunny day, the sky is blue. But yet you can easily convince a child that the sky is green or yellow or any other color. Um, it, 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 it's because a child is they, they, they can be easily persuaded. They can uh, they, they're, they're not set in their ways, they're learning. And it doesn't matter that they're sitting there looking at the sky and it's blue, but you can convince them that the sky is some other color and they're going to believe you. And that's why Jesus is saying, Father, these people who are set in their ways, they're, you know, they think they're wise and they think they're clever, but they're, they're, they're missing out. They, they don't get it. But you have revealed this stuff to those people who are childlike. In other words, they have an open mind. You have closed-minded, you have open-minded. A child is very open-minded. I was way more open-minded about things when I was a child, but you know, now that I'm older, I'm I, I do a lot of stuff out of routine. I'm set in my ways, uh, and it's very hard to um, convince me otherwise about some things. Uh, it takes uh, a, a a lot of uh, encouraging uh, encouragement and a lot of convincing sometimes. But if I had and that's why Jesus would always allow the children to come to him. If I had the mind of a child or the attitude of a child when it comes to the scriptures, when it comes to Jesus, I would I would be open-minded and the scriptures would persuade me that Jesus is real, that I need to have faith in him, that, that what Matthew is writing about this 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 man who claimed to be the Messiah, who Mark and Luke and John wrote about, and Paul, it, it, it wouldn't take a whole lot to convince me. Because as we've been saying in the previous podcast, we have to go on faith. We, we can't see Jesus like the disciples did. All, all we have is what they've left behind, and that's the Word of God. We have their stories about what Jesus did and the things that he'd done for people and, and, and how he died on the cross for us, how he was placed in a tomb for three days and he came out uh, on that third day, resurrected to life, and he came alive and he he showed himself to his disciples and to, and to other people for 40 days. And then on that 40th day, he ascended back to heaven and he sits at the Father's right hand. We can't see that. So all we can, all we can do is have the attitude of a child when it comes to the scriptures and have an open mind and listen to what God tells us in his word. We we don't want to be like these people who are wise and clever 
because they don't believe. But we need to be like these children when Jesus says, you have revealed them to the childlike. And that's how we need to be when it comes to faith. We need to be childlike and believe the Word of God. And Jesus says, yes, Father, it pleased you to do it this way. My Father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the Son except the Father, and no one truly knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. And, and, and this is obvious. With the 12 disciples that Jesus handpicked and they're walking around with him for three years, they don't, they don't really understand Jesus. They want to, but they have doubt. And we talked about that in the last podcast about mixing faith and doubt. The two don't go together. It's like oil and water. They don't mix. And, but they continue to doubt. You know, I'll die with you. I'll never let you die. And yet when Jesus is hanging on the cross, they're nowhere to be found. Why? Because they're scared to death. They're, they're full of fear and doubt. And, and so Jesus says, The Father has entrusted everything to me. Nobody truly knows the Son except the Father. Why? Because He came from heaven. He's been with God the Father for eternity. They created everything together. When, when, when God spoke the world and the heavens into existence, Jesus was there. You can go read it in Genesis chapter 1. The word for God in Genesis chapter 1 is Elohim. God the Father was there, God the Son. That's why it says in uh, verse 26 of cha Genesis chapter 1, let us make man in our image. That's plural. Uh, and I think it's Genesis 1 verse 2, the, the, the Spirit of God was hovering upon the face of the water. So the, you have the Holy Spirit, you have the Father, and you have the Son. You have Jesus, all three there in, in creation. And, and that's what Jesus is saying. The one who truly knows me, is my father and the one that i truly know is my father because i come from heaven i've been there and i know and then he says in verse 28 and it's a verse that uh, people use all the time he says come to me all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. Now think about this. Despite having haters in towns where he's worked a bunch of miracles, despite having people who reject his teaching and do not believe in him, what does Jesus do? He continues to throw out an invitation when he says, Come to me. That's an invitation. What does he throw out the invitation to? Uh, who is the recipient of this invitation that Jesus gives? Matthew tells us, All of you who are weary and heavy laden. Who is not weary or heavy laden? That, I mean, that, that's pretty much an invitation to every single person person because we are all uh weary and we're about some things and we're all heavy laden the word in the greek for laden here means to uh it, it means like a load on a ship because that's what they used back then to transport goods they would load stuff on a ship and then sail it to wherever it needed to be and then they they would unload the ships and um when they would put 
these goods on the ship, it would weight the ship down. And the ship or the boat, it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be able to travel as quickly. And so this load on the ship would be a, a burden, a heavy burden on that ship or that boat. Well, you think about it as far uh, as life goes. Life is hard. Life is very hard. It's very difficult. And it can be really difficult at times. And and just to be honest, it, it, it seems like life is sometimes a heavy weight on us, right? It's like a heavy backpack. You know, I see these these young people today, they're, they're always wearing backpacks. Everywhere they go, they got some kind of uh, a backpack uh, on. And it, and it, not to travel around with, they just... They just wear a backpack like it's fashionable or something. Instead of maybe like a, a purse or come around a wall, they got a backpack and it's full of stuff. But if you think about a backpack that's full of a lot of equipment, what does a backpack do? It slows us down. Because if, if, especially if you're hiking, we could go a lot faster. We could travel longer if we didn't have the weight of that backpack on our back, right? And our back wouldn't be hurting as bad. But yet, that backpack is carrying things that's going to help us survive for that journey. Because if we didn't have the stuff in the backpack, maybe we're, you know, we're carrying food, we're carrying water, we're carrying stuff that's nourishment for our bodies, we're carrying a, a, a tent that we can sleep in, we're carrying uh, maybe a knife or a, a handgun that's going to uh, help us if, if danger was to come along. And, and, and if you think about life, you know, life is... It's a journey. And all we can do is take life one day at a time, an hour at a time. A, a, it would take life minute by minute. And I've talked with a lot of people. I've been here myself. But for some people, life has become such a heavy burden, all they can do is survive the day. Just get me through the day. Get me through the next six hours just get me through the next five minutes they're just trying to survive the day because life has become such a burden a heavy burden and jesus is throwing out this invitation to all of us even today who have faced trials in this life and life has become this heavy burden and that it's so heavy, it's it's slowing us down. I, I, I've had today's Christmas. Merry Christmas, by the way. If you're listening to this, you're you're hearing it a couple of days after Christmas. But I've been having a conversation for half the day with a family member who's exactly going through this very thing. They're all alone, and. Life has become a heavy, heavy burden. And a lot of it has to do with the choices they made in life. And now they're reaping the consequences of those decisions. But regardless of whatever happens to us in life, it's not always our fault. It's not always the decisions we make. There, there's things that, you know, like people who suffer with cancer and diseases that can't be healed. They didn't ask for that. Things just happen sometimes. But for whatever the reason, life becomes very difficult and life becomes this heavy, heavy burden and it slows us down. It even puts us in this really 
deep depression. Been there, done that. I know, I know what I'm talking about. This is very difficult stuff. And we, we try to make it through another day hoping that things are going to get better. And unfortunately, sometimes people can't see the light of day. They can't see that things are going to get better. They, they think that life is always going to be this way, that it's just going to be this heavy burden. But that's not true. It, 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 will, it will get better. It's like, you know, there, there's mountaintops and there's valleys. Anytime you have mountains, there's always valleys. It just it comes with the territory. I live in the mountains, and everywhere you go, you can go to the highest peak of whichever mountain is over here in East Tennessee, and when you look out, you, you can see mountains for miles and miles and miles, but you know what else you see? Valleys. Valleys. And so... Just know that there is hope and that things will get better and that life will not always be this heavy burden that you may be feeling today, especially here in the holiday season. But we have to accept the invitation that Jesus gives us. And we have to, to, to go to Jesus with our struggles, with our burdens, with our heavy backpacks, if you will. Because he asks us to unload our heavy burdens on him, and he will help us. He will help us carry the load. He says, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. You know, I've been through... A lot of stuff in my 50 years of living. A lot of stuff. By the time I was 35 years old, I've been through more stuff than most people do in a lifetime. Very, very deep stuff. Hard stuff to deal with. And um, fell in a bad depression. And just, it was very dark for a long time. Um, and people who have never experienced the things that I have been through in life. You know, they, they say if, if, you, if you've never worn somebody else's shoes, you have no idea what they're talking about. And this, I 100% agree with that. You know, no disrespect to counselors or preachers or pastors who counsel people. Um, but if you've never dealt with a situation yourself, you you. you you can help people, but you really, truly do not understand what that person's going through, what that person is walking through on a daily basis. But thank you for offering the help, and thank you for giving them encouragement and helping them through their their difficult days. But people who have never walked what you're walking through, they'll say stupid stuff like, give it to God, or and this is one that just really makes my skin crawl. But God, and and when people would say stuff like to me, I I, I really did want to punch them. I I just wanted to knock their lights out. And you know they meant well. Just give it to God. You know God will see you through. And it's kind of like what I'm I'm saying in this podcast. But I I, I can honestly speak uh, from the heart because there, I, I've I've been. In those dark places, I've been in that deep depression. If you've seen some of the poems 
that I wrote during that diff- those difficult days. And and uh, if you've seen some of the drawings that I did during those difficult days, you would understand the darkness that, that I was actually in. Uh, it was the most miserable place that I've ever been in in my lifetime. And I would never wish that upon anybody having to walk through those um, those valleys. But the the truth of the matter is we all have a story. We all climb mountains, but we all also walk through valleys. And your valley's different from my valley. It may be similar. I don't know. But I do know this. We can go to Jesus for help. You're not alone. You may feel alone. Satan may try to convince you that you're alone, that nobody cares. But guess what? I care. People around you care, whether you believe that or not. But there's always somebody that if you would just reach out to them, they not only care, but they will walk with you every step of the way. And they will give you hope. They will give you a brighter future. And they will give you a home with them for eternity in a place that you can't even fathom how awesome it's going to be. And that's Jesus Christ. He says, come to me, all you who are uh, who labor, who are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Give me your burdens. He knows life's hard. He's walked it. He's He's been here and he's done that. He's got the t-shirt. The man did nothing but good for people, and he had haters, and those haters ended up killing him. They beat him until he wished he was dead, and then they hung him on a cross, and he hung there for six hours struggling to breathe. Doesn't get no worse than that. And if God allows his son to go through such torture and pain, what makes you think you're better than Jesus? It's just the way life is. Because of sin, because of evil, because of selfishness. There's all kinds of reasons that life is difficult. But Jesus is throwing out that invitation. Don't be like these cities that saw the miracles and and didn't believe. Be like the child who reads the Word of God and says, I believe in Jesus. I need your help. Carry my load and walk with me. And if I can help you make that decision, if I can answer any question you have about Jesus, about the Word of God, please email me at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com. I will answer any question you have. I will pray for you with any struggle that you're struggling with, and it will be kept 100% private between you and myself. And I'll lift you up to the Lord. And I will, if you're not in my area, if you're not in East Tennessee, I will find somebody wherever you're at that will help you walk with you and pray with you and get you through this valley to where you're climbing that mountaintop again. You are not alone. God bless you. Thank you for listening today. Keep grinding. Thank you for listening to the Grinded Podcast today. May God bless you. If you have any comments or questions, you can email them to us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like Randy to come and speak at your church or your next event, you can contact him through that same email address. 
Also, I would like to thank Jody Foster's Army, also known as JFA, for their song, Abba, as we use for our intro and our outro off their untitled 1984 album. May God bless you, and remember, keep your eyes on Jesus and keep grinding.